ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Fire. It's been fundamental for human development and the evolution of how we live. It's important to us, but of course, our use of fire is also causing us and the earth harm. How do we balance this? I'm Tegan Taylor and this is Occam's Razor, a soapbox for science. Today's speaker, Faye Johnson, wants us to rethink our relationship with fire through the retelling of a very old story. Hello, everybody. I'm going to tell you an ancient Greek story. It's the story of Prometheus, the giver of fire, and how this story came to define my life. When I graduated as a young doctor, and that was a while ago now, I actually knew nothing about Greek mythology. I didn't know much about fire either. But now, towards the end of my career, I've actually realised my whole working life in many ways has been bearing witness to this ancient legend. Prometheus was a titan god, and he and his brother, Epimetheus, made humans and all the animals out of clay. And they had various attributes given by the gods to give all these creatures. And Epimetheus, who was working on the animals and not known for being forward thinking, took all these attributes like, you know, feathers, ability to fly, fur coats, weapons. He gave them all to the animals. And when Prometheus had finished with the humans, there were no attributes left to give them. And he felt sorry for us, obviously, and he wanted to help. So what he decided to do was give us the gift of fire. Humans, of course, love fire. And this early stage of the story of Prometheus has some parallels to one of the first research projects I ever got involved with. And that involved evaluating the health of people, the health of humans, the health of country, and how this linked back to fire. All over the world, Indigenous cultures, uh, and historically and in many places through to today, have used fire very skillfully in the landscape to care for country. And one of my earliest projects was in the tropical savannas of Australia, where with a team of researchers and partnership with local communities, we were able to demonstrate how the act of caring for country, of using fire in the landscape, was associated with measurably better health outcomes. It was also associated with healthier country and cleaner air because the fires tended to be small and patchy. And that work inspires me to this very day because I've seen firsthand that it is actually possible that people and fire can coexist quite sustainably. But getting back to Prometheus, there was a major problem. He stole the fire. It wasn't his to give. And Zeus was furious. There was going to be punishments. Punishments on Prometheus for giving the fire and to us, the humans, for accepting it. And retribution came in several forms. One of them being the beautiful Pandora. Zeus made this beautiful woman endowed with all sorts of attributes, intelligence, insatiable curiosity. And he offered her as to Prometheus's brother, Epimetheus, Prometheus said, don't take a gift from Zeus. He's cross with us. Whatever you do, don't. But Epimetheus, who's not good at thinking ahead, was smitten by Pandora. Of course, he took her. They got married. It was great. But Zeus, of course, gave a present, the never-to-be-opened box, Pandora's box. And of course, she had insatiable curiosity. She was told never to open it, but she opened it pretty quickly. She, She needed to know what was inside. 
And what was inside? It was terrible. All the evils of the earth flew out. Misery, war, pestilence, disease, you name it. She couldn't believe it. She was horrified. She slammed it down, but nearly everything had escaped. So meanwhile, amongst us down on earth, something a bit similar was playing out with fire. A lot of us and a lot of our cultures had insatiable curiosity about what we could do with it. And we loved it. It did all sorts of things for us. And we found we could get fire out of coal. We could dig it up. We went to labour-saving devices. We had industrialisation. We figured out how to put fire in little boxes, the internal combustion engine. We got industrialisation. We got all sorts of things. But of course, fire has two sides, the wonderful bright energy giving side, but you can never have fire without its emissions. And anytime you burn something for any reason, you'll be giving off particles, pollution particles and gases. So at some point we moved from sustainable to an unsustainable relationship with fire and we metaphorically opened our own Pandora's box. So today on Earth, air pollution, particularly pollution particles, most of which come from combustion, industry, transport, landscape fires, burning fires in homes for energy. That's the biggest environmental cause of death globally. And myself and other researchers have contributed to a huge evidence base that tells us exactly how it does this. And air pollution insidiously contributes to nearly every chronic disease that you can name. It promotes heart disease, lung disease, stroke, cancer. It impairs the development and learning of children. It makes infectious diseases worse. It makes epidemics like COVID or flu worse. And it can do this at remarkably low concentrations. So air pollution is responsible for around 7 million deaths globally each year. And here in Australia, around three to 4,000. But for every death, there's orders of magnitude more people who suffer from air pollution-related illnesses. But getting back to Prometheus, worse was to come for him. Zeus decided that he needed an enduring punishment. And he had Prometheus taken to the Caucasus, the Caucasus Mountains, and chained to the rocks. And he had eagles set upon him to tear out his liver. And because he was a titan, he was immortal, he recovered and this was to happen again and again, every day. And what about those of us on Earth? The problem with fire didn't stop with air pollution particles. Of course, there's all the gases. This has made the Earth hotter. It's opened the door to ever more miseries for humanity, plants, animals and ecological systems around the world. In relation to fires, it's getting hotter and it's getting drier. Fires in their most elemental form are resurging everywhere and especially in forested temperate areas. No one here in Australia can escape fires. And researching bushfire smoke health effects and more recently means of protecting vulnerable people against the health effects of bushfire smoke through education, communication and other interventions has been what I've been focusing on. But that's not enough because there's a more important problem. One of the most alarming things about fires now is that they're releasing long stored carbon as wet forests and peat swamps and other places that historically didn't burn very much are now drying out and catching fire and burning. This is leading to longer and more severe fires, more severe air pollution, more emissions, more heat, more heat, more fires. Like Prometheus, we seem to be stuck in a very vicious cycle. How will it end? 
Let's go back to the story. There was one last thing trapped in Pandora's box. Luckily, she was insatiably curious and she was eventually persuaded to open it. Turned out to be a good thing. The final thing was hope. And hope fluttered down to the people on earth who were living in their miseries and for the first time they were able to imagine an end to it. And it flew past Prometheus stuck on the rocks in the Caucasus. And for the first time he was even able to imagine a life where he might be set free away from his torment. And in fact, that did come to pass because Hercules came by, saw his predicament, tore the chains, killed the eagle and Prometheus was set free. So we need hope. It's a crucial part of the story. We need it for action. We need it for problem solving. There's also another important caveat in this story because while there is hope for redemption, the effort required is Herculean. In our case, we're not relying on a single Hercules. The Herculean effort is coming from every single one of us, working to rebalance our relationship with fire and combustion in every last form. So I see hope in a lot of places. I see hope in learning from Indigenous ways of caring for country, especially fire management, where burning is nurturing for people and country and minimally polluting. I see hope in our small, everyday personal decisions where we choose to use more of our own energy to get around by walking or biking or walking to public transport rather than combusting something for personal transport. I see hope when we choose to eat locally sourced food and I see hope when we speak loud enough to empower and drive our governments to set real policy for our future. And quite frankly, they need us to yell here. There are lots of opportunities for policies that will support healthy environments, reduce the risk of chronic diseases, reduce health service costs, while seriously reducing combustion emissions. We got lead out of petrol, we got CFCs out of spray cans, and we can get societies back into balance with fire. But in every personal, practical and policy decision, we have to ask ourselves what alternatives are there? Less burning, are there non-burning options? We have to factor the benefits to our health, to the planet and subsequent generations by making these choices. So all of us really are characters in this legend of Prometheus. Fire is a part of Earth. We don't have the option of returning it to Zeus, but we do have the option of working really hard to learn to live sustainably with it. Thank you. That was Professor Faye Johnson from the University of Tasmania. Faye is a public health physician and environmental epidemiologist, and she also leads the Centre for Safe Air. She was speaking at our Occam's Razor live show at Willie Smith's Apple Shed in Lutrawita, Tasmania. I'm Tegan Taylor, your Occam's Razor host, and you can expect more science to spark your imagination right here next week. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.